Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Black Social Capital Podcast. I'm Dr. Theo, live and in the flesh. We are doing this thing live. Hey, Dr. Jackie. Hey, how you doing? Have you uh, realized that we've been doing this for two whole seasons? It has been two years. We have been doing this. Do you hear Echo? I, I don't. I don't hear Echo. And uh, you listening to this now? <laughs> We're smart, so we probably took the echo away. Look at that! It's the magic of television. I'm um, I'm excited to to be here tonight. Um, we could have been anywhere in the world, but we're here together with each other. Um, I'm excited for uh, this episode one because we only really do one live episode a season, and this is it. So we got some things on deck, but we're gonna switch it up again this year. Um, and we actually have uh, expanded our team a little bit. And so I want to bring uh, our, our good friend uh, and partner, Solomon, onto the, onto the chat and have him, have him join us. What's up, Solomon? What's up, everybody? I'm so happy to be here tonight. Uh, I, I see you wearing a, a dope shirt. Let me see what it's saying. <laughs> yeah, you already know I had to, to rep it. Capitalize the B t-shirt. Yes. Get yours now. You, know, you can get that in the store. <laughs> gotta plug the store gotta plug the store no, but thank you so much for the invitation i'm happy that i'm able to join y'all for season two i got to see y'all and all the amazing things y'all did for season one and y'all kind of took it to a whole nother level this season so really happy to celebrate and just have some fun with y'all on the call tonight look i i uh i was excited because uh we were like if solomon's here i can grab a beverage like I'm doing right now, and, and kick back and let you run the show. So, I, so I know oh, you yeah. got some questions. I know you got some questions for us. Oh yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's go and get the show on the road. Yeah, well, I figured we could start things off, uh, you know, with a light note, with some just fun questions. Maybe play "Would You Rather" the work edition. So we'll start light and then work our way up. Uh, my first question for y'all, and I'm going to be participating in this too is would you rather steal someone's lunch or have your lunch stolen? And I do think this question shows what kind of person you are. <laughs> Dr. Jackie, I'm gonna let you go on, go first on this one so I can think some more. I know, I don't like this question at all. Because I know. One, I'm not a thief, right? So right. I, like if I steal someone's lunch, it's going to be for a good reason. It's going to be because you've already done something to me and I'm getting you back. It's not going to be because like, I just, I forgot my lunch that day and I'm too lazy to go get one, you know? Right. Uh, so maybe that's going to be my answer. Cause I don't want my stuff stolen. That's also not going to sit well. with right. me. Exactly. But if I, I will go with, I'm stealing someone else's lunch, but for a good reason. Look, I think I think I'm gonna have I'm, I'm gonna have to say get my lunch stolen, cause you know I'm just gonna speak it into existence that I got more money and I'm gonna just go buy some more lunch. You know, so, Theo, I was thinking the same thing. I, I was like, that's the sign for me to just go get a better lunch. Yeah, level up. <laughs> all right, the next question I got for y'all, and don't forget this is the work edition, so all of these questions are related to the workplace. Uh, would you rather have a terrible boss and a good job or a good boss with a terrible job? Oh, I don't like this one either. Wait, wait, wait. Repeat <laughs> that back one more again. Repeat that back one more again. All right. Would you rather have a terrible boss with a good job or a good boss with a terrible job? I'm going to say a good boss with a terrible job because... I know for a fact, I know for a fact that people will frustrate me, right? And so if I have to go into a space every day and the person is frustrating me, then 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 it's all bad. Like it's not gonna end nice. Mostly for for me, I'm gonna end up, you know, doing what I need to do and, and being done for the day. But I, I I'm you know my mantra is stay motivated and rise together, right? So I'm that always is. down for to have good people around me. Uh, we can work through some. We, we can work through some BS. We can have a side chat. We can have a whole, a whole Slack channel where we talking about how how trash it is, right? But um, when you don't have uh, that good boss, when you uh, really have to go buck up, up against the systems, I think 
then uh, you lose some, you lose some time, you lose some effort, those type of things. So, you know, that's what I would say. For sure, for sure. So, uh, Jackie, you have your your response. Yep, I want a good job, right? Like, I want the money, I want the freedom, and if my job is good enough, right? Like. If my boss is not good, then I don't spend time with them that much. They can just be terrible over by where they at. And then if my boss is, yeah. So I would rather have the good job um, and a terrible boss that I don't talk to very much. But I'll be completely honest, that's not my life right now. I like my job and I like my boss. And I don't like this question at all. I'm not yeah. Okay, the questions are going to get more lighthearted uh as we go along but jackie i have to agree with you i think i have to have the job that i go to every day that i actually appreciate because if if that is the part of work that is um the pain point for me i don't think there's anywhere for me to go or grow whereas if it's the boss then you know we can work on that relationship right mm-hmm. hopefully Mm-mm. I, I i'll tell you i'll tell you why why i disagree so, like, you you can't work on bosses. That's why they're the boss, right? They they in a role where, like, it's the privilege and the power. So as much as you want them to work on themselves, if they don't know, then then that means is nothing's gonna change. That's fair, right? So, you know, Jack, Doctor Jackie's answer, Doctor Jackie's answer, because she don't really like people like that. So she's just gonna ignore you and do her own thing, right? I'm in, I'm at the point in my career right now where I'm I'm in some you know managerial roles and things like that. So I you know I have some some freedoms that you know my my staff might not have, right? So their perspective is going to be different. But what I what I will say is if your your boss is willing to grow, then cool. But if not, then you might have to just shift and move yourself. Hey. I think that's interesting because we are on, like, we have two very different specialties, right? So for Theo's specialty, he really does need the people to be cool for my specialty. That's because you be looking at spreadsheets. Look at Okay, well, look. Spreadsheets are nice to me. Look, that's a perfect segue for, for our next question. Would you rather work a job where you interact with people all day or work a job where you are at a desk all day. And I think just from that short interaction we just saw, I already know how y'all are going to choose. I mean, I feel like that's a both and question for me right now because I interact with people all day, but uh, but uh, I don't because I'm at home. So there's that. But I, I, I would say, uh, yeah, definitely interact with people. Just because it makes the day go by faster for me. And and it also gives me jokes to laugh at. Yeah. (laughs) Can you believe Sonso did that? You're agreeing with that? No. Um, I absolutely would like to be at my desk all day. I don't mind, like talking to people because I really like my coworkers in the department I work in and in my division. I really like everybody. So I don't mind the meetings, but in terms of me having a productive day, I need people to leave me alone. I need to sit there. I need to think, I need to strategize. I need to figure out how to explain some really complicated stuff. People don't want to hear the ins and outs of assessment. They don't want to hear the um, student development theory and learning theories that go behind some of the academic success work that I do. They want, they want like brief and succinct information and recommendations. And I got to boil stuff down to the most meaningful thing. So just leave me at my desk. Just let me be. Which hey, is great because that's, that's what my job does. Right. Hey, you found the right match. I did. Mm-hmm. I'm more on the Theo side of things where I need that interaction. But, you know, after the pandemic and, and being forced to work from home mm-hmm. for over a year, you just get adjusted to kind of that, I guess, distance from folks. 
um, as, it, as it relates to the folks you work with or co collaborate with on the regular. Um, and so I'm a little bit more okay with being away from people now than I was before the pandemic, um, but still yearn for that like in-person energy every now and then. Yeah. All right, our last question for this series, Would You Rather Work Edition, is would you rather, and this is actually relevant to the state of California, would you rather work a four-day work week or work two months on and one month off? Which that part is not really relevant, but the first part is. I'm going to let Dr. Jackie take this one first. Boom. I mean, just, okay, I work in Res Life, so two months on could mean I don't get no weekends. Right. Ooh, this is hard, it's but great. I, you know, I work in a well balanced res life department, so I'm gonna assume that the two months on means I'm working wow. five day weeks. Almost so, that, that, that sounds like that. fire. That's shots fired. Shots okay. fired. I was like, I almost want you to shout out the department because the well balanced res. You know, oh, my department is great. I'm not talking about nobody else's department. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, that's not what, what I do. heard. They do what works for them. They do what works for them in their institution. And what I hear you saying is Look, I'm not throwing no shade. I'm just saying I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm throwing sunshine over on my right. department. Right. Things are good where I'm at. Okay. So I'm going to say my department, we do work-life balance. Um, so I know that they would not have me really working, um, you know, seven day weeks back to back for two months. But yeah, I want that month off. I hear you. Okay. Okay. What about you, Theo? Um. So I, I think I will go with the month off because uh, I've had a couple of different roles where um, you do like a a system where hey, you work the weekend and you get uh, a day off during the week, or you know they try to counterbalance, right? And and those extra days, those three day weekends, like those, uh, they, those kind of blend together, right? Where it's like, man, I know I work on Saturday and I get, you know, this Monday off, right? Usually that's not enough. Mm -hmm. So I, I would just I would say like I I like being able to to grind in the paint and then and then not right and just be like I ain't doing shit. Right, like, <laughs> what you doing today? Not a goddamn thing. That was my country. That, that was my, my country thing. And I know you from Louisiana. Y'all, y'all sound like goddamn thing. Got Look, I'm, don't, put don't put that on us. Don't put that on us. No. Roll day. Look, I'm, I feel like I'm somewhere in between of both y'all. Like, I like the consistency of a four day work week, but I feel like you could get more done with a month's time as it relates to things that you personally want to get off the ground or work on. So I think if I have to choose one, ultimately it will be the month, but mm -hmm. I like the consistency or the like, I don't know, I guess a month would still be consistent or every third month off would be consistent too, but uh, it doesn't feel as balanced as the 40 work week. Um, I'm trying to be balanced. Everything ain't balanced. That's true. That's how my brain, my brain works. But yeah. thank y'all for uh, entertaining me with, with those silly questions. Um, that was just to kind of get us warmed up. But today we're going to be talking about two big things. First, just reflecting on the academic year that we just had, or most of us are wrapping up right now at our institutions. And then secondly, doing a link check or a link check in on just the natural hair lock journey. So I'm excited to dive into some of this with y'all. Um, but Jackie, I think we're gonna we're gonna start with you just to, to kick us off with what were some of maybe your professional successes this year and some of the biggest lessons this this past academic year that you're taking away. Yeah, so definitely a ton of um, I've done a lot of learning this year, um, and it's been a productive year, and that feels really good because 2020 and 2021 were 
a lot. And I feel like I am just, I'm just getting into a really good stride this year, but let me back up. So um, I, at work, I was able to hold a steady assessment schedule, which if you know anything about assessment and a residential life department, like it is so easy to get thrown off. But I didn't get thrown off. I have been holding a steady assessment schedule for the last three years. Um, So I get the data at the same time every year, same population. I get a good um, response rate um, for the most part, not 2020. (laughs) But, you know, I've done what I could do, right? Yeah. You you have to incentivize that response. Yes. Part. I give everybody away get $25 all. from not everybody for... that's bribery <laughs> I mean call it what you will no we do a raffle <laughs> oh a raffle mm-hmm. you get money that's for this store. <laughs> <laughs> I like you Jackie don't listen to Theo I'm not don't worry my little system works I get all my data um <laughs> And then just in like that same kind of lane, um, my year over year data and the way that I've been keeping records has been super helpful to my department. We got some major wins. I don't want to name exactly what they are right now, but like we got some things done that I think that if I had been organized differently or if I wasn't holding things steady, that we would not have been able to walk into some really important meetings on short notice, extremely ready. Like we had some good outcomes this year in my department. I'm really excited for what the next um, several years is going to look like because of that. Um, But a lesson. So I was trying to hire student staff for next year and I tried to rush some things and it didn't work out. It ended up taking the same amount of time. Like when I tell you if haste makes waste was a person, it would be me this semester. I tried to like rush and get student staff all hired. So I didn't have to worry about it later in the semester. It doesn't work that way. Like people apply for jobs when they apply for jobs. Right. So it didn't work out. So that was all at work and then outside of work, I'm doing a bunch of stuff. So this work-life balance situation is really working well for me. Um, So a lot of wins at work, some lessons learned at work. But outside of work, I was able to be part of um, the Student Affairs Now podcast, which is a national podcast um, uh, for student affairs professionals. It's a huge deal. They have like over 30,000 downloads um, and they've only been around a couple years. Like they are like the bomb. So if there's anything you want to know about student affairs or a conversation you want to have about student affairs, that is a good place to go look. Um, so I was on the podcast with other with other um, student affairs assessment professionals, and it went really well. Um, it was I really enjoyed the conversation. I really enjoyed meeting the people that I was on the podcast with that day. Um, and the host, of course, was awesome. And then outside of that, I'm also continuing to do other things. So I serve on a board for a nonprofit called Center Force. They're a reentry um, service. They help current and formerly incarcerated people and their families. Um, just um, like with whatever it is that they needed, just full case management. So if you need a job, they're trying to help you get a job. If they, if you need um, assistance getting um, your stuff together with the court so you can get custody or joint custody of your kids, they help you with that. Um, just whatever it is that you need, right? Um, con- like really, really like caring people, checking in with them all the time. I love this organization. So I'm serving on the board for that and helping them out with some projects. Um, I'm still reviewing for the Journal of Student Affairs Inquiry. I really love this journal um, because it is specifically for student affairs assessment and to be able to help uh, create knowledge in that way um, feels really uh, feels really good, feels really meaningful. And then the last thing I'll say is that I'm piloting, um, I'm almost done, but I'm piloting a, a long-term investing class for stocks. Um, and I created this like six-week class, and I'm piloting it right now, and I'm hoping to um, make it available to people who are interested in learning about long-term stock investing. And I say all of that to say that what I really learned um, in this academic year or this podcast year is that being consistent and intentional with setting aside time to work on projects um, is super important. 
and that it's also really important to do one project at a time and do everything you can to make it successful before you move on to the next project. And it's just been good. I've had a good year. Oh, that was an amazingly impressive list of accomplishments. And the words of wisdom, like, I think that was so spot on uh, right now. Theo, anything you want to add? Oh, man, of course I got to add because, you know, Jackie just talked about what she was up to. So I got to talk about what I've, I've oh, been up to. Of course, of course. I've been up to doing things. Um, so I think uh, 2020, uh, 2021, 2022, uh, I think the one key word for me has been shift um, in so many ways. So, you know, the organization that, that I, I helped to lead uh, here in California has been going through a lot of shifts. Uh, it's a brand new organization in, in the LA area, right? So it's all been about, you know, def defining who we are and what our community is going to be like as it relates to um, supporting first generation college students um, here in LA, right? So that's that's the day gig, right? Um, and I think speaking to that, I look at that in two, um, two buckets. What does that look like for, um, let's say, the end user, right? We'll call the end user the students that I work with and also our volunteers. But then I'm also providing some thoughts around, uh, you know, what does that look like, you know, for the organization as a whole, right? And so, you know, if you think about what organizations over the past year have done, um, you know, they're, they're talking about, you know, what, what do people like? You know, do they like to work from home? Do they like to, um, you know, come into the office? Do they like things virtual? Do they like things synchronous? Do they like things asynchronous, right? So all of those things are happening at my workplace. And, you know, it's great because I can, you know, just pull off, off my shelf, you know, this document here, which literally is uh, my dissertation. And I can say, like, <laughs> I know what I'm talking about because I studied this and, and uh, have proof positive for the, for some of the theory and some of the practice that, that I'm suggesting to various, like, organizations, including the place that I worked, um, as well as other uh, volunteer organizations that I'm, I'm helping um, kind of shift and shape um, their experience as well, right? And so I think that that's been really helpful. So that gets me excited. And um, I think I've learned that uh, I'm, I, I always come back to this idea of where can uh, I combine media and entertainment and um, education all in one space. And so I keep coming back to consulting. I keep coming back to the podcast. So I know in 2023, you know, I hope to do more of this. You'll see more of my face. Uh, you'll see... Uh, or you hear more of my voice, uh, whether that's uh, on a campus near you uh, or, you know, in, in Zoom meetings or whatever uh, is appropriate for your organization. I will say uh, the other thing that I learned this year in interviewing some of our amazing guests this year, people are doing yes, some, some, shout some them out. things, right? So I think I, I get really excited. And I think the one thing that that um, that I noticed is that all of our guests um, had similar um, similar points of pain, where pain or challenge, I would say, and they found ways to pivot and shift. And if I, you know, again going back to that keyword of shifting, um, learning that that shifting is just part of your process. And, it, and shifting shouldn't stall you, right? And so I think that, um, you know, that's what I've learned. You know, if we li even listen to our, our last episode uh, just before this one with uh, Donnie Aldean, like she shifted countries, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know how that works for you, but you made the <laughs> shift, right? Or, um, you know, we have folks like uh, Ken Nicholas, Who's, who's shifting the landscape of LA by helping people get micro loans for their business, right? So it's a part of a shift in mindset for people, right? And so um, it's just really interesting to see how that term um, 
it, I mean, it shouldn't be surprising, but it is, right? And so I, I think for me moving forward, I'm just, I, I think I'm going to get good at expecting shifts um, and then working within them. So um, I'll stop there um, and, and see what happens next. And man, y'all always take my breath away. I mean, between the two of y'all, I heard that's, that's, elements of both the, you know, the stay motivated piece and the hustle there, but also the rise together piece, the, the work that you do, Jackie, and the work that you do, Theo, with just helping first generation students. Um, you all are truly like living, you know, the message that you all are putting out there. So I just want to raise a toast to that amazing academic year that y'all had yes cheers <laughs> and the amazing yes y'all had seriously <laughs> awesome and um just for folks who are um you know not familiar with what i do on the team i joined this year as a creative producer helping put on some of these type of events and uh, whatnot behind the scenes, working on some of the creative pieces. And it's been an amazing journey for me to work with uh, both Dr. Theo and Jackie on this. They're so inspiring for me. Um, so, so happy to be a part of the team and a part of this work. Um, we have one more topic that we're gonna talk about let, today. Let, let, let. But before we even get uh, to that topic, mm -hmm. right? Look, look, we gonna pause for the cause. <laughs> because we all just mess around with just anybody, right? So you ain't gas yourself up enough. Like people have gotten to know us over the course of two seasons, and they just now miss you, and they they, they want to know who you are, where your grandma stay, um, oh, all these different types of things, right? So so take us to the beginning. Tell us a little bit more about you. Uh, sure, why, sure. why are you in this space and what you planning to do? Because we know it's about to be a takeover. So yeah, well, um, you know, you already give us, give us everything. Yeah, you already start told them that I'm from Louisiana, so I guess I'll start there. Uh, born and raised in New Orleans, uh, moved out to Los Angeles in uh, 2015 to study uh, at USC for my master's degree in higher ed administration. Before that, I was studying social work at a rural state public institution, you know, in North. Louisiana called uh, Northwestern State University in Natchitoches, Louisiana. If any of y'all have ever heard of that city, it's the oldest city in the Louisiana Purchase. Um, and then came to LA, fell in love with LA, USC, the whole nine, the diversity, uh, just being able to like learn new things, make new connections. Uh, definitely joined a bunch of professional conferences and opportunities, NASPA, uh, ACPA, NCORE, um, had a bunch of fun going to those types of conferences. After grad school, worked a few years as an academic and career advisor for the School of Education at USC. That was really amazing. Really loved having the opportunity to advocate for students. And many of the students looked like me um, coming into you know, an institution like USC, which is actually how I met uh, Dr. Theo during that time. So uh, that was when I was working as the uh, vice president of the Black Graduate Student Network. Uh, and Theo was uh, still at USC. And uh, from there, transitioned back to orientation programs, which is what I was most familiar with before, um, you know, starting grad school is my favorite functional area of higher education. And now I'm in my fifth year of my career, which is really um, hard to believe sometimes because, you know, when I reflect back on the journey or, you know, 2017 when I graduated, doesn't feel like five years has passed, but I certainly feel like I've learned five years of lessons um, since then. Uh, so just feeling really fortunate, feeling fortunate to know people like y'all in my career to have to just listen and learn from. Um, most recently started a business, Gumbo Creatives, which is also how I work with Jackie and Theo. Um, mostly cre doing creative consulting, helping with content creation, uh, a little bit of graphic design right now, but hoping to continue growing that and uh, just, yeah, growing outside of the field, you know, personally. So thank y'all so much for 
always hyping and gassing me up. Y'all, y'all never fail. Um, well, can't stop, won't stop. And I have one more question for you because you say you learned five years of lessons, and okay. I, and I know, and I know somebody in Louisiana is saying Solomon done changed, uh, right? So, so tell me, tell me, uh, tell me how you've grown in terms of of uh, what 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 didn't you expect that you that you now know or or what 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 is the shift that's the key word of the episode today yeah i do feel like shift is is the key word in yourself yeah you know um so i'm i'm gonna reveal my age here but um i'm just i'm just over that 30 hump so and so, so when I think about shifting, you know, when I think about that word, you know, <laughs> that has been one of, you know, that this experience has been very, I'm just say illuminating. I would say that the biggest shift for me has been with boundaries. Um, and I feel like we've touched on different parts of this conversation earlier, but just setting boundaries and knowing what you want to commit your time to, but not feeling any remorse, FOMO, or guilt after you've made that decision. And I think that was new for me on the other side of the 30 hump, because I used to feel a lot of like shame or, or, or guilt after I made a decision when I was, you know, bef- before I was over this hump. And now I'm able to make those decisions. And have y'all ever seen those memes? Like how I sleep knowing that my man not cheating on me. And it's like somebody <laughs> like, like tucked in, <laughs> in the bed. Sleeping good. Like that's how I sleep knowing that I've made the right decision for me as it relates to my professional life, as it relates to my personal life, how I'm spending my time and how I'm exerting my energy. Um, I think that has been the hugest lesson, but also just being able to communicate, right? Having the language to say how I'm feeling, having the language to say what I'm needing, that has taken time to refine, that has taken the vocabulary to learn, uh, the emotional intelligence, like strength training, um, the whole nine. And I'm feeling really good in that realm right now but it's taking work to get here. Come on, put in that work. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> you know, but I, I definitely wanted to create that space for you to say those things because I know for sure, for sure, for sure, someone is listening uh, and, and they can definitely relate, right? Maybe yeah. they just got to this hump that you're talking about, <laughs> this, this, aha, this aha moment, right? But, yeah. But, Dr. Jackie and I are, are listening and rolling our eyes because we, we remember that. It, it, it wasn't that long ago. We thought we were uh, doing big things and we've worked on ourselves, yeah. right? We found something. <laughs> Look, we're going to do another cheers to the shift, man. Yeah. Cheers, cheers. <laughs> Y'all can see my cup almost empty. Yeah, your know. cup is almost empty. Just your last cheers. Look, just that last me on the cup. So, uh, oh, so we gonna get to the next thing, right? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> this next part, we're we're and this is mostly, you know, the first part is gonna be y'all talking about your beautiful lock journeys that, that y'all are on, but also we're just gonna be talking about hair in the workplace in general. Maybe some of the experiences that you have had or heard of through colleagues or friends. Um, let's just chop it up a little bit about hair right now. Well, I don't want to get slapped or nothing. You know, I just want to be, be able to create a safe space. You know, I, I'm going to let start off with the fact that nobody's going to get slapped based off of this conversation at all. You know. Wait, what? what are you talking about, what, what, you what? what happened? So, somebody famous got slapped. Making oh, hair like talking about people's hair. Oh, you know, okay. I'm yes. trying to create a safe boundary so space. I, I didn't, I didn't follow that at first. Okay. But I'm, look, look, see, uh, I'm always a couple steps ahead. You know, just, yeah. just you know, I'm just throwing it out there. Um, but yeah, I, I'll say to, to kick things off, I'll say that this is uh, my second set of locks. Okay, I'm excited about it. Some of y'all have lock journeys and lock birthdays, and we're like, I started my lock journey on 
you know, February 2nd, and every every February 2nd, I celebrate it, right? Whatever, right? I, I you know, I started my first journey because I thought that it, it would look good if I had them. Um, my dad is from Jamaica, and I was like, look, I, I feel like in our genes, the hair is going to last a long time. I want to see what it looks like. I like them. Uh, ended up, you know, I get antsy and irritated and, and bored, so I cut them all off. I had a uh, I had a moment, and then I and then I was like, "Hey, I want them back." So these this okay, is my hold hold on, cause you didn't just like, oh, I'm gonna cut my hair. Like you went randomly one day and went to the barber shop and just went bald. So Jackie like, was there apparently. I mean, so, I mean, I I wasn't. Uh, I mean. I, I wasn't thinking all the way through. I mean, the 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 thing could have been like, yes, I could have cut because because my first set of locks was like hella long. That was like mid back, and I was just like doing a whole bunch of this, like get them out the way. And, blah, 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 blah. and I was just like, I can't take this shit no more. Like, and so I was just like, ah, I take it all off. When, when in reality, I could have just been like, I'm gonna cut them shorter. Right, I, I didn't. I didn't get to that that point of thought. Very dramatic, um, but you know, <laughs> any any season, any reason, right? Right. So, so this is the second. This is the second uh, rendition. The 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 redo, and uh, it's cool. I, uh, you know, J- Jackie. Uh, mocks me talking about how long her hair is and blah blah blah. I don't do any of that actually. I just right. mind my own long hair business. Okay, right. like, but she can't stop like that. You tried to paint the my picture. hair is long. What do you want me to do? I mind my it, own it, business. It, it, it is long. What I'm saying is, my hair was also long, and now it's just getting back to where it was. I feel like you look down upon me, and I was wow. there before you. How do we get here? How do we get here? I'm speaking the truth. <laughs> You're not. You, you, this is all in your head. There's nothing wrong with the length of your hair. And the length of my hair is amazing. And it's fine. Okay, that might have been that, that might have been a little shady, but it wasn't meant to be shady. <laughs> it wasn't meant to be. Talking about. Um, but yeah. Uh other than that, uh I, I like to go to my my uh, my barber person. They they palm roll and and give me a lineup at the same time. I wish I went more often because I'd be looking ridiculous um, between three or four weeks at at a time. And Jackie don't, don't want to be seen with me nowhere. With my, that my is not like that. true. We I just started. I started getting brave, Theo, <laughs> with my own clippers. Just you got to get brave some weeks. It'll grow back. Please tell him because that's what I be saying. I be like, just sometimes, back. just sometimes, just just do it yourself. Go back. Look, y'all, y'all think I'm talented in that way. Everybody know that role. I don't have that talent or the patience. But anyway, enough about me, Doctor Jackie. Your your, oh, your you, hair is looking flawless. Now we're deflecting. No, no, no. Look, look, actually, don't, don't actually I'm about to say, Jackie, just because we do actually need to get into these braids right now because. Uh, yeah, yeah. Almost need to shout out the stylist too. Uh, <laughs> who that stylist? Okay, well, I will tell you who started my locks, but I did this. So okay, huh? style by Doctor Jackie. Look, but I don't do other people's hair, so don't don't hit me up for that because okay. okay. carpal tunnels is real. <laughs> um, I got a desk job. I got to preserve my little wrists, but um. I have, um, it's what, May 2022. So next month, officially, I'm at 10 years. Wow. Yes. I've learned, I've known Jackie for more than 10 years. We have, because I was wearing all the, ooh, I used to wear straight wigs, weaves, braids, twists with it. Oh, now you're making me wish we had the the throwbacks. Slideshow up for the audience right now. I used to do it. You know that um that trend on social media, and they'd be like, and it's a black girl, and it's a black girl, and she can wear her braids, and she can wear her. 
that is me. I did it all. I used to go to work purposely one day with a short pixie cut wig and the next no. day with a weave down that my back. Is. Like what? What was the DMX challenge when they were changing up the, the looks every name? Yes, yes. <laughs> that was me. Um, so let me get into it. I have 4C hair, um, which I love. Now, and it took me a while. It was definitely a journey. Um, I am very fortunate to have a mother who what who also has 4c hair and expressed appreciation um for her hair and talked about how beautiful it was and to have a father to talk about how beautiful my mother was right so i am just i am extremely extremely lucky because i know not everyone has that but even with that i still grew up thinking that wearing your natural hair as a black woman only was something that 3b hair women could do um, so I really did have a lot of growing to do. Um, I also think part of it is that like, um, it, it takes a lot of, um, trying and a lot of products and a lot of experimentation when you're trying, when you're 4C and you're trying to figure out how to wear your hair as an adult when you didn't learn it as a kid. Um, that's definitely something that, um, I, I see a lot of people, um, doing, um, right now, like people are going through, um, different products and experimenting with different things and just learning their hair because for, I mean, you know, for us eighties babies, it was just like, you know, when you grow up, you get the just for me. Right. And I never had a perm. Um, so I don't, I don't have that, you know, experience. And I didn't have that layer of things, um, of like, you know, to kind of learn or unlearn or, you know, grapple with however, um, it needed to be grappled with. But, uh, so, I mean, it's just a lot when you, when yeah. you are a black woman thinking about like, Totally. How you're gonna present yourself, and then I went, I went into corporate education, right? And I was like, oh, I gotta be presentable at work. Like, what does that even mean, right? right? So I just, I, I really did have a lot of growing to do, and I really love seeing more and more women with 4C hair wearing yeah. their hair in social settings and um, workplaces, and they're in its natural state, and just doing cute stuff with it, and just yeah. loving their hair and just not just just wearing their hair like everybody else does the way it grows out their scalp i love it just two really quick pop culture references that i feel like are relevant to what you were saying insecure in the amazing showcase showcasing that they did of natural hair and different natural hairstyles that would work amazing in the workplace but then also I think about uh, beautiful like women with dreads and I think about Chloe and Hallie mm -hmm. and just kind of the attention that they have brought to the versatility and style of dreadlocks and what you can do, um, you know, with that hairstyle. So just wanted to offer that. Yeah. Yeah. Look, but, um, let's we, can't, we, can't, we can't not see your head. I mean, look, I think I was thinking about a bunch of things when y'all were talking. Like, I feel like my lock journey has almost started every time I've gotten twists and left them in too long, right? When, that's when, how that works. When you pass that, that point where you know you should have took them out, and now you got to think about if you should just let it go to lock or if you're going to sit here and struggle and comb them out. And every time I sit there and struggle and comb them out, but it's just because I, I don't know, I love my fro. I can't picture not having access to a fro. Um, even though I would love to have locks, I just, I, I can't rock a fro if I have locks, you know? And so until I'm tired of the fro, it's going to it's, it's gonna be here. Um, but I'll turn to you go. <laughs> but one thing that I will say in terms of my fro and just uh, natural hair in the workplace, I'll never forget the year I graduated undergrad. You know, I didn't know how to take care of my hair the way that I do now. And although it may look like I'm not taking the best care of it right now, um, when I was my hair is healthy and thriving, it is fine. I know what that is. You take good care of yourself. 
After Juice was getting buried. Oh, right. When I was when I was leaving undergrad, it looked very different. That's what I'll, I'll just leave that at. And I'll never forget my mom telling me that no one was going to hire me with my hair looking like that. And so I shaved it all off. And then afterward, I just felt overwhelming regret and just like... Not shame, but just like I didn't feel like me anymore. And I felt like I had changed myself for something, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'll never forget just telling myself, like, I'll never I'll never cut my hair for a job again. And that if a company couldn't, you know, see me being professional with my hairstyle the way I like my hairstyle, then that's a place that is not, you know, meant for me. And um, it's just so great to see new legislation like the Crown Act be introduced that protects a bunch of, uh, you know, different natural hairstyles and just really puts it in a a protected class almost um, in terms of uh, discrimination. So uh, I don't know. Let's talk about that a little bit. Have y'all seen or read uh, about that? Yeah, I have I have a couple of thoughts, right? So I, I thought that so the Crown Act is very much needed, right? Mm-hmm. But it also for me it was, was always like one of those things where I'm like, when you look to your left and you look to your right, like nobody else has this issue where like I have to have a law <laughs> right. to say that 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 I'm okay based off of what's already there, right? Um, like, like, why, why is this a law? Like, to yeah. me, this law is needed only because, like, we've acknowledged the the privilege and power of the systems at play, right? The the um, the 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 responsibility, like the 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 perfect the the idea of professionalism and what that is, and like how we navigate that is based off of folks' power, right? Mm-hmm. And so if they say, like, your, your hair is not powerful, like, then we, we feel in a certain type of way, right? And so these these laws are really just in place to say, like, nah, like, you know, keep on doing what you naturally do. And nobody else has that. So it's, that's always been interesting for me. Yeah. Jackie, think, just for the folks. Oh, I'm sorry, Theo. I don't want to cut you off. No, no, no. I, I think that uh, I think that if you look at who signed on to the law, like in terms of representation and things like that, like Dove and like you know, and how they like signed on and said like, hey, like we're about image. Like this is important, right? So I think that that's important in terms of like the the. Uh, like like the capitalist side of things, the business side of things is important. So it gets more exposure. I also think about things like uh, people say, you know, why is this important or why is it not important? Um, I think about, you know, both Dr. Jackie and I are part of organizations, uh, fraternal sorority organizations. And I know in fraternities, like one of our, last steps for many organizations is they cut your hair mm. right that they, they cut your hair and and some organizations give you a choice others don't but you know when 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 you go down to not having your hair like what is it what does it represent when you don't have hair uh versus when you do do you have a crown even if you don't have the the actual you know you know, follicle or whatever, right? Or the actual hair, right? Like, like, what is the meaning behind it? And I think for for black people, like the meaning of hair means something different, right? Like, yeah, you think about. No, I mean it's true, right? <laughs> if, if, you, if you think about like Native American people here, um, on on the continent, like they're very attached to hair, right? They grow it, yeah. and, and it means something to them, right? Uh, if you go to Africa, uh, uh, many tribes in various countries have meaning associated to their hair, and so, like this, this law really is just one of those things that says like your hair may not mean something to you, right? But we're we're trying to have this law so that 
we can validate it in your eyes that it means right. something to us. Right. So like, that's what yeah. I want to spend some time um, talking about. Just for any listeners who might not be familiar with the Crown Act, Jackie, I was hoping you would feel uh, comfortable maybe walking us through a little bit of the history of the Crown Act and maybe what it's about. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, the Crown Act stands for creating a respectful and open world for natural hair, i.e. crown. Um, and as it stands right now, the military and a dozen or so states, with California being the first, go Cali, um, they've passed either policies or laws that are basically in alignment with the Crown Act. So a couple months ago, in March 2022... Um, this was in making news headlines because the House of Representatives passed it, but I don't think that they were actually able to expedite the vote because some of the white men in Congress agreed with Jim Jordan, who is the Republican rep for Ohio. He basically said that he wanted to focus on issues that the American people cared about, to which he was reminded that black people are American people as well. So um, therein basically lies like the reason that this needs to be a federal law um, with real penalty penalties for discrimination, because it is like Theo, like Dr. Theo said, uh, you know, the, my hair grows out my scalp and it, 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 it is curly and kinky and it does, it does all these things. And, you know, I can palm roll it, you know, every, you know, week or month or whatever, and have it look like this, you know, and be able to maintain my hair myself, as we talked about a little bit before, where if my hair was being straightened, oh, my hair does not like to be straight. And I don't like straightening it, and he doesn't like to be straight. But anyways, it's it's really a needed law. Um, it is, I mean, the anti-Blackness is just rampant. And the fact that, you know, we're finally able to get a law through the house where we're talking about um, just allowing people to live their lives with the hair that grows out of their head. Right. Um, and, you know, it's, it's black hair, right? Like we're yeah. really trying to address anti-blackness and people are like, oh, that's not important. Like, mm, yeah. I mean. So I think, I think one of the things I think about, right? Like, Because often you don't know what you don't know, right? And one of the things I think about is like how long it takes to do hair for us, mm -hmm. right? And I'm like, it, <laughs> if you spent if you spent two hours, three hours, four hours doing hair, and then you go to the job and they're like, nah, I'm like, me, like you know how long I spent on this hair. <laughs> Uh, it's important. No. Because I don't spend like at least two hours of it having to just dry. And then the other half, like making it look nice to the way. Yeah, right. And so and so like that like the logistics of it, like some people they just wet their hair and they with their hair and they're good, right? They have that that privilege if you can. Right, that's all right. That's all right. But I also call it a privilege to be like, can your hair do this? And can your hair do that? And can your hair do this? That's that black privilege. Yeah, right? And so, like, those are the things that I think about in these laws. It's like, time is money, money is power. You know, I'm like, I spent time and money in this process, but I get to my job and y'all got an issue and a problem. Right. Where, where, whereas my community, when they see me, they celebrate me. They tell me how fly it is. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing all these things, and and and, and I don't have that elsewhere. So right. I think about that a lot. Yeah. I just want to say that four hours is extremely short to get your hair done. <laughs> look, 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 I, look. I was, I was trying to help them out and just be like four, for four, for four hours for them. You know, that's a long time. I know it takes longer. Okay. We might, have, we might have other people listening. The ops okay. might be. I don't know. No, and that's fine. I just want to, because, I mean, locks and certain styles, yes, it'll take me four hours. 
um, four to four to six, right, for my entire process. But when I was doing extensions, when I was doing the braids, 10, 12 hours, 15 hours, two days. Absolutely not. Easy, easy. Absolutely and not. And then you tell me no. not living on the East Coast. And then the prices. I feel like prices that y'all pay. Yes, and it costs that much, right? The amount of time and money. Right. I spent 10 the hours and $200 part. or more, it's, right? It's the money part for me. Ooh. And no? And no. <laughs> Unacceptable. But no, it really is nice to just see that things are going towards the right direction as it relates to inclusion, as it relates to being Black in the workplace still have a long ways to go in many other areas, but um, we've already talked about how important hair is in our community. And it's nice to see that uh, this has been addressed, um, at least in certain states so far. Um, well, with that, that is all that I have for us tonight in terms of topics and uh, just conversation. Thank y'all so much for your willingness. I mean, obviously it's your show. So, you know, I already knew y'all were willing, but again, thanks for including me. I had such a fun time chatting with y'all and I'm looking forward to the, the next time we do this. I, I'm, I'm down for you hosting more and more shows. I think this was great. I think uh, before we, we call it a, a night, uh, or a day or afternoon, whenever you're listening to this, yeah. you, might be, you might be listening to this whenever. Right. Uh, I do want to give it a shout out to Huey Sons, uh, who uh, produced this hoodie, uh, Nat Turner's hoodie. It's a, it's a dope, dope hoodie. They got it in different colors, um, but they've been a, a great sponsor and a friend to the show for a really long time. So shout out to Huey Sons. Go to HueySons.com and get your, your joint today. I know they got uh, new flavors of the week every week. They do, um, and doing amazing work to, to support um, to support great things going on in the community. Um, I know coming up, real quick. We, yep, yep. Sorry, I feel Go like it's like I feel like we're kind of doing the Met Gala thing. Like, who are you wearing? Or I don't know. Yeah, who, who, who <laughs> right. So you're wearing Huey Sons, and Solomon is wearing. Um, Stay motivated, BSC, rise together, right. or BSC, right? And I am wearing melanins. So this is my melanated excellence um, shirt from Melanins. Uh, if you listen to that episode with Juan Young, um, you will know that I was shopping while we were talking because the stuff was really cute. Um, and then my uh, my hoodie and my shirt came like two days later. It was great. Do you remember which episode number that was, Jackie? No, but it was great. <laughs> look, 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 look. I think it was. I think it was. I think it was season one. Was it season it was, one? It I'm about to check one. right now. I'm about it to was check. season one. It, it was season yeah. one. So if if you miss season one, <laughs> you better go on and, and, and catch up because season three is about to pop off uh, in the fall. We're gonna have some amazing guests for the show, um, and if you know someone that that would love to have conversation with us, you know, I invite you to go to staymotivatedrisingtogether.com. We've got a uh, 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 drop down menu there. You can learn more about the podcast, catch up on episodes, but also submit your application to, to be on the show. To come kick yeah. it with me, Dr. Jackie, Solomon, and and, uh, and see what's going on. We'll, we'll actually have some more live episodes in season three, and we'll have some uh, some audio content for you as well. Um, you know, I, I think that it's, it's super dope that all of our uh, mediums are changing, so you can you can catch us on Facebook. Whoever is still on there, uh, you, you don't can, do people like that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, but te technically, if you're on Instagram, you're still on Facebook because right. they they own by the same company, right? So let let's not even let's not even do that, right? Okay. So so we're we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. Find us at Black Social Cap. Uh, tell your friends. Uh, and your friends, friends, that this is your favorite podcast. You can find it on the on the stations and the and the platforms that you're listening to right now. So that's Apple, that's that's Spotify, that's uh, Anchor. Um, to to pick the the platform that you want. We're also on Google Podcasts as well. So we got that uh, Android, 
uh, Apple uh, love going on as well. Um, <laughs> so yeah. I mean, we're, we're out here and we're going to be back for the next season. So uh, I think with that, that might be a wrap, at least in my book. You got anything else to say, Dr. Jackie? No, it's been a pleasure. So good having you here, Solomon. Thank you so much. And thank you all for tuning in, um, those of, of you who are listening. We'll see you back next episode. And we out. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Remember, the way we build social capital is to build self and build others. We are sure you got some notes on your tablet, computer, or even using a pen and paper. Leave us a review. Continue the conversation on social media at Black Social Cap and share the show with someone you know. Until the next episode, stay motivated and rise together. This is Black Social Capital.